Sporting dog adventures run. That boy, run. was awesome. Everything you Good need boy. is here. here under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www.sakiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. It's Jeff Fuller from the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, and I need a little help. Please stop what you're doing and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on the platform you're on. Give us a thumbs up. And above all, share our podcast with your friends and family. Our podcast will grow even more, and we can get more people involved in the sport we love with dogs in the field. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your hapless host, Jeff Fuller. And... I have to apologize, it's been another two week break, but we're in process of buying a house and selling a house, which I haven't given birth, but I would say it's probably feels about like giving birth. This has been just not a fun experience. Um, the buying end is always fun, but the selling end is obviously quite the arduous task, getting things ready, uh, showings. We have dogs here in the dog business, so moving things around so that we can get to the point where we can show the place uh, being given an hour's notice at times. It's been quite the run for me and my wife, Kate, and her family. So here we are. But it's funny because I will have topics that come up and today's topic is going to be why you need to get on behavior issues, whether it's in your hunting training or just obedience or just household early and fix them so it does not become habit with your dog. We often talk about how when you're working with your dog, if you do something over and over and over again, it will become habit and it is a good thing. Well, the reverse happens as well. If you have a dog that has issues and you are letting it perpetuate itself over months and maybe years, to try to fix it at that point is really difficult because it's now habit with the dog. So. When I talk about doing our obedience training, I talk about reinforcing stuff with an e-collar. I always tell my clients, you need to use the collar a lot so you don't have to use the collar a lot in the future. With the thought process being that if you correct a dog every time they disobey, you are not gonna have to correct them long after your first correction because they are going to get into the habit of that. Now, we had this happen with several client dogs and whether it was training dogs or uh, puppies that folks bought from us where you have dogs that are biting and puppies as biting they do it they like to mouth everything they like to put everything in their mouth it's always the if I knew everything in this world I didn't know everything in this world was edible till they owned a Labrador Retriever pretty much the fact dogs bite it's a play thing but it is also a dominance issue so you need to correct it and what we always tell people, squeeze their muzzle or slap them on the muzzle, tell them no. And if they continue doing it, repeat with a little bit more force. You can say that you don't want to do that, that it's mean for your dog, but at the same time, what you have to realize is that's how dogs correct each other. So you're basically speaking dog. 
When a puppy is biting another puppy and it hurts, the other puppy will bite the dog in the muzzle or the mom will. Uh, if you have multiple dogs on your property, you'll have, most of them will have a, a scar right here. And that's the, I didn't get the memo scar. That is because they are correcting each other. So we mimic that and we do it in a way so that they understand. Now, I've talked to several people in the past couple of months who had dogs that had aggression issues. And it all goes back with those people to not correcting it when they were puppies. So the dog is slowly finding their way in the world. They are asserting their dominance. They're a pack animal. They're getting to the point where they think they are indeed in charge. And that is why we're having the issue. So we have to fix it early. We have to fix it with enough negative that the dog understands that it quote unquote sucks. But then when the dog's doing stuff well, we have to give lots of positive. And that's where we fail in our dog training. Whether it's telling a dog to sit and then just saying good dog instead of good dog, good. Or whether it's the dog coming to you and loving on them for a while so that they understand this is a good thing. We have to make sure that we are giving them basically an unquestioned idea that I get tons of praise when I do what they ask. I get, I get a negative that sucks when I don't. So if you stick with that and you start early, we don't get bad habits. And with dogs with habits, there are big animals, whether it's jumping up or it's biting or it's running in the road, we don't want to put dogs in a position that they get hit by a car or that they hurt somebody or that they bite someone and have to be put down. So correct them early. Make sure that you are putting them in a position to succeed and make sure that you are putting them in a position where they get lots of praise and you will have a much happier animal. To those folks that are struggling with this, I get it. I do a lot of obedience dogs and I always tell my people when I train obedience is your dog is your buddy. I get not wanting to hurt their feelings or uh, hurt the break their spirit. I actually struggle with my own personal dogs, letting them get away with stuff when I'm a professional dog trainer. I train my, uh, my dogs that are in for training to a high level. People are happy as heck with them, but my wife will always give the joke of, geez, the dog did X. Could you maybe call a dog trainer so we can get this dog trained well? I get it. I understand. But you got to make sure that they are in a position so that one, they're safe to be around, and two, they're safe for themselves. They're not doing things that could cause them harm. So that is our tip today. And that is our topic today. If you have a story or a question about training and the importance of how to stay on top of things, or you let something get away and you want to know how to fix it, please email us at sportingdogtv at gmail.com, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. Dot com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to help you. We would love to get your dog on the road to being a good citizen. Next up, we are going to talk about the importance of getting that dog in shape. I know I pound this over and over again, but now is the perfect time to start for you and your dog. And then lastly, we are going to talk about a fun hunting tip in the last part of the show. All that and more coming up after this.
If you love the shooting sports like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mac Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at MacOutdoors.com. Dog kennels can be beautiful. That's the basis on which we built Hunden. We give you the opportunity to have a beautiful kennel that blends seamlessly with your home decor while providing a safe and comfortable respite for your dog. Visit Hunden.com to see all our custom selections and start building your dream custom doggy crate Dunza. Hey, welcome back to the show. It is time to get yourself and your dog in shape. We are at the perfect transition point for most people. We're about two months out from hunting. It is time to get your dogs in shape. When we look at injuries, we look at ACL injuries, shoulder injuries, back injuries, dog or people. Much of this is avoidable if we can just get ourselves and our dogs in shape. Take them out for a walk, go for like two or three miles. If you have an area where you can let your dog off lead, you can let them run around. It is cool because not only can you get them in shape, but you can work on your obedience. You can get them so that they're in a position so that they're gonna be successful and you can have them so you have much more enjoyment with them in the field. Well, there's waterfowl and having a dog that just wears out and stops hunting because they're just, they're just whooped. Or the upland dog that after 30 minutes walks right next to you or behind you because they want you to break the trail because they're tired. You want to make sure that you're getting your dogs in shape now where you've got a couple of months to go so that you will be ready when the season comes. Our season, it starts uh, uh, September 1st. That's teal season. I always make sure I get my dogs out. I like to swim them. One, it's good. It's exercise that is it really doesn't have any wear and tear in their joints. Two, we do a lot of waterfall hunting and three, you can do it a little bit more when it is summer because they're not overly hot. Keep that in mind, watch the temperature, watch how hot it is. We've had a hot summer here in Wisconsin so far. Make sure that you are giving your dog lots of water. Make sure it's clean water, bring it along with you. Have one of those little pop-up bowls for them and also make sure that you're not overheating them. It is hard enough on us with the heat where you are up high if you are down on the cover, the heat and humidity will be that much worse on the dog because they don't get a breeze. Dogs do not sweat. So you want to make sure that you don't overheat them. If it's hot, you're going to walk with them early or late in the day, or you're going to wait until a better, uh, better temperature day. Again, it is important and incumbent on you to get out there, get them in the field and get them exercise. Next up, we're going to talk about the process of starting our scouting before hunting season now. All that and more coming up in our hunting tip after this. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. We all know that unexpected accidents can happen. That's why I partner with Trupanion's breeder support program to send all my puppy buyers home from soggy acres 
with an offer for Trepanion coverage. Learn more about Trepanion and sign up for their breeder support program by visiting trepanion.com breeder. Be sure to tell them that Sporting Dog Adventure sent you. Welcome to Boucher and Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We're here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Estamos con personal que habla español en los departamentos de servicio y venta. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. All right, hunting is coming up. It is time to start a little early scouting. So we're going to talk about two things. One, get out and just get in the marsh, get in the lake, get out there early, and you will see the glory of nature with waterfowl at its finest. You'll see the baby ducklings, the, the, the uh, goslings. You can get an idea of what your population in your area is like. And you can also listen to how they talk to each other. The best way to learn how to call, in my opinion, is to sit in the marsh early and listen to the ducks. You will not hear a competition calling duck. I've yet to hear one. You all know what I'm talking about when you get the guys that you're like, man, they sound like they're at some street competition where they're just screaming at the ducks. And I'm thinking, I have never heard a duck like that. You will hear what a hen mallard sitting on the water sounds like. And in the end, isn't that what you want to sound like? So you can watch the birds. You can see what's in the area. You could also even practice some of your calling. You can get yourself into a position so that, yes, these aren't the final numbers you're going to see during hunting season. But for early season, it'll give you an idea on some good areas. And it can also let you, I guess, learn how to be one with the duck. Learn how to call. Learn how to make yourself ready learn how to be successful by letting the ducks teach you. So that is the end for today's episode. I want to thank you again, trying to do every week. Hopefully we have a final offer here in the house. We've got things sold. So that'll take a little bit of that off my plate and we can get into a little bit more meat on stuff. I'm going to give everyone an update on where we're at with our training dogs in the next episode. And we'll talk about how far we've come and what we've worked on. Again, if you are looking for training tips, we did a whole series for three months on a week-by-week -week training of what I work with on the dogs. That is earlier episodes, so go, ahead and go and check them out. But we will hopefully have some really interesting stuff. If you have stuff that you want us to talk about, please email us, give me a call, shoot me a message. Let us know what you'd like to hear about on the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. Thank you again so much for everyone. Everyone have a great week. And God bless. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.